We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, we are officially at the All-Star break. Uh, I'd say congrats to you, but the season's been frustrating. Yeah. 58 games, and I feel like it's appropriate. The Warriors enter the All-Star break 500. 29 and 29. Uh, you know, 2022 and 2023, Golden State Warriors? Yeah, I mean... This is who they are, right? This is who they are. 14th rank offense, 15th rank defense. Definition of mid, right? Like it's the I'm best a little put. surprised by that number. 15th rank defense? I watch this team every – I've watched every game. 15th rank defense? Huh. Thought they'd be like 23rd, so a little bit surprising. But, yeah, that's, that's where they should be. That's where they should be, right? Smack dab in the middle of the Western Conference. Yeah, I mean, offenses are – Offenses are uh, up around the league, so like a good defense is not really what you think a good defense is, but that's kind of where we're at these days with uh, the NBA. Anyway, you slice it. They're middle of the road. They're currently the nine seed in the play-in. Nice. Um, Two games out of the five or six seed, two games out of missing the entire play-in altogether. So, you know, not a lot's changed over the last – Two months, really? Like, this has been the way the standings have been for a while. Everyone's kind of sitting in that 500 range. You're starting to see some teams get some separation. But just looking at the whole thing, they got 24 games left to get their season on track. And I don't know. Where's your head at with this? What are you thinking? I look the second. If you look at the second half schedule for the Golden State Warriors, it is. I mean, you can think of it two ways. One, you can think of it as, wow, they play a lot of good teams. Right, they play a lot of these guys that are right in front of them. They, they play LA a lot, Clippers and Lakers. They play Phoenix a lot. They play Memphis a few times. They play Dallas, who's right in front of them. Minnesota, all these guys. They play all these guys uh, in the next twenty plus games. That's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is if you're going to want to make up ground and get into the five seed range, I mean, you can just beat those guys. That that's all the Warriors have to do. They can just simply beat those guys. That's where I'm pessimistic. I'm pessimistic because if you told me that Steph and GP2 are back in 10 days for this stretch right after the All-Star break, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm telling you right now the Warriors would finish as the three seed. They're in. But I have no idea when Steph and GP2 are coming back. It feels like they're out for another month each. And with that being said, I'm like, okay. So what are you supposed to do when those guys are going to be out? So that's where I'm at. Yeah, so the official word we got is, uh, you know, Steph will be reevaluated after the All-Star break, and he kind of told everyone, like, I'm not playing the first game after the All-Star. So we know he's out that one. Um, cool. I'm not as pessimistic as you with his return. I think there's a decent chance it'll be like five more games than he's back. Um, but we're going to have to wait and see. I do – it's an unknown right now. Like, there's no other way around it. Um, GP2 – little more worried about that one. That sounds like he won't be back till the end of March. And, you know, it's just, I guess the question becomes, as we look at these standings, do you think the goal should be to get the six seed? 
the goal rest of the way. The goal because has to be. The, the, I'm talking realistic goal. Obviously, the you know the, the pie in the sky goals they go 24 and 0, and you know they're like the one or the two seed. But like being realistic about this thing, uh, actually, if they went 24 and 0, I still don't think they get the one seed. But that's a that's a different <laughs> conversation. I'm looking at this and I'm going, you know, if they avoid the play in and get the six seed matchup with Sacramento. Not too bad. Memphis second round, not too bad. I, you know, you're, that doesn't look too bad for the Warriors, but they get into the play-in scenario, then you don't know what's going to happen. You, you're wasting time with extra games. Yep. So, so yeah, I mean, the goal should be to get to the sixth seed. Here's my issue with them getting to the sixth seed. Who of Sacramento – Sacramento, by the way, is three and a half games, four games in the loss column ahead of the Warriors. I feel – it's going to be hard to get Sacramento out of just because so much of the season is gone. It's going to be hard to see Sacramento falling out of the top six. Yeah. Barring um, Aaron Fox, you know, is out for a month, right? That's not yeah, right. exactly. And then Phoenix, the Clippers and the Mavericks, like which one of those teams is falling? We're not even talking about the Pelicans or the Timberwolves right here, but like which one of these teams are the Warriors going to hop? That's really what the question comes down to. And the more I think about it and look at this, like you you might be right. It might be more of an injury thing, really. Like it's because we know we're not going to have Steph for all twenty-four. So which other team is going to get snake bit and drop games? Because that might be the only way. Because I think, I think just looking at realistically, the Warriors need to win at least six. They need to go sixteen and eight, and that might not be good enough. They might need to go seventeen and seven. Doable if they're healthy, but um, they're not fully healthy. So you know they're probably going to drop a couple more games before Steph comes back. Like maybe they go three and two. In five games and then Steph's back, that would be a best case scenario. Now you're talking about having to go like 14 and five, 15 and five, that type of thing. Again, doable, but the margin starts becoming really, really thin. They need the exact same finish that they did two years ago uh, when they were in the playing round. And that was what got them in the playing round. I guess a little bit more fortunately for the Warriors this time, mm-hmm. they're already smacked up in the playing round. Um, yeah, man, you look at all these – you look at the three teams that aren't the, the Nuggets, Grizzlies, and, and Nuggets – I mean, Kings, who uh, who we think are going to be the top three or at least out of the play-in realm. Mm-hmm. The Suns got better, the Clippers got better, the Mavs got better at the trade deadline. And uh, I think it's pretty fair to say, like, those teams probably aren't dropping any further. If if the Suns didn't make a move and the Mavs didn't make a move, I'd probably say that those teams had a chance to drop. They're vulnerable. Not, yeah, yeah, but that's not happening now. I think one good thing to point out, though, Pelicans might be cooked. Zion's probably done for the season. He re-aggravated his hamstring. Yeah, the that report. Uh, he's nope. he's going to be out longer than Steph. No he no might. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So so that he's done there. Um, that's a good team. I mean, they got Ingram back, but how long can they hang on? When you know, it's a different mentally when you got to deal with your best player out done for the season, right? It's just hard to get through. Without Zion, they're a playing team at best. Like yep. let's be real about it. I like all their players, but Zion's. Zion's the man. Zion's the guy who gets double teams and makes gaming. <laughs> yeah, I, I I watched a bunch of their earlier games, and I'm just like, yeah, I made a mistake saying Ingram was their best player. I just way off. Um, Minnesota, Minnesota, Cat. I feel like Cat's been out the whole season. Um, they're kind of like they're kind of getting into it with with Conley. They got Conley now. The go the go bear. Like they they're like Anthony a, Edwards. A by good the way, team. Give of- give some credit to my guy. Uh, yeah, Jaden McDaniels, like those. Uh, I watched that that game against Dallas that they had. Just, I mean, those might be some elite defensive wings, right? Like, so that might be a team that may hang on there for a bit. But once you throw Cat in there, do they actually get better, or does it just get weird again? So that that's, I think, a team that the Warriors can either hang on to or surpass. And then you've got behind the Warriors, you've got the Jazz, who are kind of like at this point, kind of almost feel good up. story. Yeah. yeah, the Blazers are almost done. Simons is hurt now. Like they're they're almost finished. And then the Thunder and the Lakers, and so so on and so on. It feels like the Warriors, they're not going to break into the top six, but they're also not going to fall out of the play-in. I guess the best-case scenario, realistically, is that they get the seven seed, right? So you don't have to win two games I still to think, get in. I, I still think best case is, sure. is they get the six seed, yeah. but I do think you the realistic case, as much as it sucks, is they're in the seven-eight game. Yep. yep. Um, and, well, and honestly... Weren't they the seventh seed a couple years? Like, weren't they, were they the, the seven? Seed. They were the eight okay. seed. Um. Yeah, remember because uh, L.A. was the seven seed, so they had to play the play in against the Lakers, and you know, LeBron hit that shot, and you know, then put it on his Instagram five hundred times, um, and then they had to play Memphis two days later, and obviously yeah. remember how that went. Right. But 
anyway, um, I don't, th- yeah, I don't want, they, they should get out of the play because they could use that rest. But honestly, if they're in that seven, eight game, I actually do think Memphis is, is going to hold on to the two seed. There's just too much separation yeah, between them. And yeah. I, it's not insurmountable that Phoenix could catch them. I suppose Phoenix is three and a half back. Uh, Clippers are four back. Like that's, but yeah, I but think those are Mem- rest teams. Those are like, hey, we'll rest guys, and we'll yeah. we're trying to figure out how to play. Like that's that's the, that's what those. Whereas Memphis and and Memphis is, you know, we're talking about twenty to twenty five games left, depending on the team. Um, Memphis should be able to hold on to that, and if the Warriors end up in the seven eight and have to play Memphis first, um, I I don't think that's the worst thing on earth, but. I, I don't think you want to go like you got to at least give a shot to get out of the plane and then worry about that if it's, you know, a week before the season and it's like it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It it feels and again, like happy to be wrong here, but it it just very much feels like if the Warriors had gotten Steph healthy and not been hurt in that Dallas game and then they get gotten GP2 at the trade deadline healthy, this conversation would be so different for yeah. us. It, we would probably be talking about them getting a four seed. <laughs> yeah, I'd feel I'd feel pretty solid about them getting up to three or four. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then they can kind of pick their path. Yeah. Uh, but it's not how the season's going. Like Steph's gonna end up um you know, he's played. I'm I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, because so he stalling. gonna end is he even I'm gonna stalling. play fifty five this season? Doesn't seem thirty eight like thirty eight games. Let's assume yeah, fifty five is probably what's gonna play, honestly. That means he plays seventeen games in the second half, which is probably the realistic number. Um, Andrew Wiggins has only played 37 games. Oh. He probably won't get to 60 either. Oh. And that's a huge blow too. Draymond and Looney have been Iron Men. Uh, and Clay, you know, aside from all the back-to-back rests, has also been really durable, but all those back-to-back rests are going to have him end up. And he wasn't good 14, getting into the 14 or 15 games too. Yeah. Um, I mean, in some ways you could say that the reason they're a six, seven, eight seed instead of a three, four, five seed is as simple as Stefan Wiggins played 55 instead of like 65 to 70 games. Like, yeah. you know, cause I, I really think, and we'll get into this uh, a little later, but it's like, I really think this season has kind of highlighted how important Wiggins is to this team because his last two months have been a nightmare um, between injuries, getting sick, getting back in lineup, but not being himself, getting sick again. And you just see how like toothless they are defensively on the wing without Wiggins out there. Um, he, I'm not going to call him the second or third best player on this team, but there's no one else on this roster who you would say is an elite defensive wing. I mean, ironically, they traded for one in GP2, but he's out also, you know? So it's like you're looking at this stuff and it's, if they're fully healthy, I feel pretty good about how they match up against a lot of other teams, but that's just not been the case this year, even worse than last year. Cause at least last year they started healthy and hot and they were able to just kind of glide through a lot of the season this year. They've just never got a span of consistent health. The, I was looking at the ringer rankings for the NBA this season. I actually thought most of it was pretty accurate. Uh, mm-hmm. So shout out to the ringer, I guess. But you look at where the Warriors rank in that top 100, and it, it it makes a lot of sense. They when they're missing Steph, who they ranked I believe second or third, yeah. Um, they just have a bunch of guys that nobody's in the top 20, nobody's in the top 30. They've just got a bunch of good depth pieces at 35, where where Draymond is, right? I want yeah, Megan's I wanted to say like literally between 35 and 40 was just all the Warriors, all the Warriors, <laughs> right? But here's the thing though, you're not good enough. To win with those guys. And when those guys like Wiggins, who's like 33, mm-hmm. is playing like he's 77th on the list, then mm-hmm. you're pretty much cooked. And Draymond is good, but he's not good enough to carry a team. Like, they just don't have a guy that's good enough to carry. And again, like, this goes for every single team in the NBA. This is not just the Warriors. Anytime you're missing your t- Imagine what happens in Denver, uh, Denver if Jokic misses 30 games, right? But I do think... I do think the depth of this team was is tested, and then you've had those guys just not play up to that level. I mean, we haven't even talked about Jordan Poole, who was ranked kind of, I think, in the 70s or 80s on that list, and he's been pretty bad throughout the entire season. So it's not just guys who were ranked. like They just have a lot of guys that are ranked in the middle, one solid depth guys, but just aren't playing very well either. One pushback I'll give on the Poole thing is um, they're 9-11 and 11 without Steph with Poole starting. 
Poole's not the heir apparent to Steph, you know, but he's still a guy who can carry a high volume offense and keep you from completely free falling to a degree. So like, I know it's been disappointing relative to what we saw last year, but I try to like, think at least he provides some value and he can get better, but it, it might it, be the heir apparent. They might not have a choice. I mean, he kind of <laughs> is the heir apparent because they have no choice. Like the value of him isn't so much the the like the progression of how good he's playing, right? Like your point is the value of him is that he's just there versus well, what the hell would they do? Look, without man, him? he doesn't miss games. And when yeah. Steph's out, he's well, he averaging 20, 22. And, and he's yeah, but it's like not even one. It's pretty impressive, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's averaging over 25 a game when he starts. Yeah. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it was around 25, 26 last time I looked. How many do um, you think he gives up? 27. <laughs> no, I'm just messing. Um, I mean, you know. I mean, he's yeah, 25. It's been a, it's been a tw- it's been a tough watch. I get it. I get it. I get the mm-hmm. value, but it's been a tough. This whole so, team's been a tough watch. I, I don't know why I'm just pinpointing it at Jordan Poole. The whole team has been a tough watch. This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Grammarly. Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions help you communicate confidently and reframe your words to be more positive and productive so that your team gets on the same page and projects get done on time. I actually use Grammarly, Sam. Uh, I'm in sales. You're in sales. We're on sales. And uh, one of the things that you have to do just, is... Uh, just two tech bros. Just two tech bros. Convince people to buy stuff. And uh, what Grammarly does really well is it, it helps you understand how to do that, how to change your tone, how to become a better uh, speaker, how to become a... And it helps with podcasting too. That is also our job. All thanks to Grammarly Premium. When it comes to work, communication is key. Even if you don't have a quote-unquote writing job, Grammarly works where you do. So every important project gets done on time. Grammarly Premium's tone suggestions take your writing actually to the next level, keeping you professional as you balance being direct and friendly while finding solutions with your team. I've seen Sam actually get on shout out Bleacher Report um, and, and using Grammarly as well. And what Grammarly also does has advanced spelling, grammar, punctuation, and conciseness suggestions to ensure your writing is professional, mistake-free, and clear. The right tone can move any project forward when you get it just right with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash tone to download and learn more about Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash tone so Draymond green said something last night about their defense and i want to play it for you real quick what a segue and then we can um we can react to it real quick so i'm pulling that up right now we got draymond you should have saved it for the pod where are you at on the defense our defense isn't very good um thank you I'm sure y'all are here and you got to do something to fix it. You know, it it has to come from within. Defense is all about a will, a want to defend. Uh, Defense isn't fun. Just got to want to do it if you want to win. And we have it. Do you, what's your optimism level? It's coming. So, I mean, I feel like uh, it's not just going to come. Do I think we're capable of doing it? Yes, but I don't think it's coming. You can go get it, but it's not just coming. How involved are you in trying to bring that out from the others? I mean, I'm always <laughs> going to try on that side, but I can be better. Uh, I'm just as much of a corporate as anyone else, you know, so I'm not going to point the finger at anyone or point blank. If, <clears throat> If you're a leader at something and you're failing at it, it's your fault. You don't need to look any further. So I'll I'll take that. So in this league, we've covered a lot of teams like yours that have been champions, and then it takes a little while to flip the proverbial switch, right? I don't think it's that. I don't think it's a championship angle. It's a will to want to defend. It's the third time he said that. Over at 560 games into the season. (laughs) You're a loser if you think if you're still hungover at that point. So it's over. Um, it's the will to defend, stop and guard your man and sink when you can help and trap the box and rotate. Uh, it's, you know, defense is all one to two steps extra. 
I'm going to take that extra step to get there or I'm not. And that's our will. And we don't have that as a team. You can have it as individuals. I can have that myself. Bloom can have that. But if you don't collectively have that, it's just like if you put a team together and it's like one guy can really get after it. Nobody else brings anything on that side of the ball. They don't even bring effort there. You could put Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, or anybody else out there on offense. If no one else is going to That's good from Draymond. I I can't take him seriously when he's wearing like a rave jersey on and shades <laughs> while he's talking about how the team sucks on defense and how it starts with him. But you know, you know, he makes sense. He's uh he's telling people what needs to be fixed as he's getting ready to get on, you know, playing to Cancun. Go enjoy yourself, Draymond. Hey, going. look, he's played like every game. I, I, feel, I feel you. Uh, he, he probably should take. A, <laughs> Go get some massages, man. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he should take a week off. He's been playing. playing I do hard. I do agree with him. Defense, as always, is going to be what saves this team. If they go on a run, it's because they defend like the Warriors, that top five defense that locks in. And too many games this year, they haven't. Honestly, like they're middle of the road defense. They do some good things, and then they break down at the end. So my question for you is what can they do defensively to get back into it? Can they tour it all GP2 some more? Can they just do a different <laughs> type of uh, – I feel like I'm just – I'm making jokes this pod. That's all, that's all I've got about this team. Um, let, me, let me ask you this question because I'm trying to avoid it because I don't want to sound – let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Do you think they have the players – to become a top 10 defense. I like that question. I do. And let me tell hmm. you why I do. Um during the beginning part of the season. So like let, let's 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 really get into this. This season in my opinion is like three or four different chapters so far. I wish it wasn't. I wish it was a little smoother, but it's not. This season, obviously the first part of the season you know, they gave Big Jim those minutes and everything was awful and they lost a bunch of games. They started three and seven. The month after they started three and seven, they went 10 and four. And that includes a 45 point beatdown where they sat everyone. So really, they went 10 and three. And in that span, they had the third or fourth best defense in the NBA. Um, didn't have the depth, but Wiggins was playing like an all star. Steph was playing like an MVP. Draymond and Looney were locked in. And you knew, and then they fixed the bench a little bit. Kuminga played better, started playing Lamb. Dante came back from injury. Is it a perfect team? No, but they definitely showed an identity to where they could defend. Uh, and if you throw GP2 into that mix, a superior defender to almost everyone I listed except for Draymond and maybe Wiggins, it only gets better. The problem is, after that month of November where things went well, Wiggins got hurt. And then Steph got hurt. And then, uh, you know, by the time they came back, Wiggins got sick again. And they've just not found any sort of rhythm. So I do think, particularly with the, and this is why I like the GP2 move, because GP2 is a ready-made defender who knows how to play your system. Um, You could have made an argument that, like, Sadiq Bey was the smarter move long-term, but long-term isn't helping you in May. Long-term's helping you in May of 2025, you know? so I think they have enough pieces. It really comes down to, in my opinion, because I'm going to assume Draymond and Looney can keep it up, and I assume Steph's going to come back healthy and hold it down on offense. Can Wiggins get back to the guy he was last playoffs? Can GP2 get healthy and be who he's capable of being on defense? And then the third one is Kuminga, who at times has shown he has the potential to be a special defender but at other times has looked lost. If those three guys can figure it out relative to their ability, like I'm not asking Kuminga to be Wiggins or GP2. I'm asking him to be the best version of Kuminga right now. If those three guys can get it, that's that dose of wing defense and athleticism. This team needs to go with Draymond and Looney uh, who anchor it into being a great defense. So I do think it's possible uh, I just, it, that's just a lot of ifs, you know. I that was that was perfect. I, I didn't know I was going to set you up to pull that <laughs> one off. That was well done. I we just haven't seen that. It's been so long that we've seen that stretch that you talk about that that 
that good solid stretch after three and seven it just feels like it's been so long and 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 honestly it felt like they were getting there against dallas it felt like they were yeah. they were up 20 steph was nailing shots it felt like they were getting back into that rhythm and then of course steph gets gets and knocked out and yeah. and now wiggins plays well and then he skips last night's game due to personal reasons sounds like he's fine so it looks like all is well there but that's just the microcosm of the season he has 29 points Best performance of the season. Seven rebounds. The re- rebounds are officially how I know Wiggins is engaged. He's locked in, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's not scoring because he could get 20 just – he could get 20 and have a bad game. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he walks – Clay real- does that all the time. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously. And and that's what the Warriors are at this season. It's just He shows up one game, then he doesn't show up the next game. It's, for whatever reason, fair or not fair, that's who the Warriors have been. So, you think that – and I agree with you that fully, fully, fully healthy. This is a top three I mean, champion. Forget top three championship contending team in the NBA. The question then remains, you think Steph comes a week or two after the all-star break ends. So yeah, a month from now, almost maybe three, three and a half weeks from now. And first week of March is what I'm, week of- is what I'm hoping for. Maybe that's March 6th, you know? Maybe that's March 8th. Maybe that's March 2nd. That's not bad. He's only out. That means he's only out for five more games, right? That's not yeah. bad. That get, That's a really large runway, 20 games, that Steph is going to play at the end of the season. You would think he plays every game, mm-hmm. almost every game. GP2, maybe mid-March. It sounds like he gets reevaluated a month after, and that was about a week ago. So maybe he comes back mid-March, and that will give him about 10-plus games, 10 to 12 games or so. And I do think if you told me that those things hold true, pretty optimistic second second half where I don't think – like, they're not going to fall apart. They're not going to fall apart even if those guys don't play. But if you're telling me they need to rake a run, that's doable, right? Steph gets the last 20, GP2 gets the last 20. Yeah. So, I mean, that's doable. Yeah, I, the, only, the only pushback I have is I don't, I don't think GP's come back that soon. I'm, I'm looking at GP as a playoff weapon. I kind of not wow, sure tough. I can count on him wow. for the regular season, which is why I'm like, can they get to the six? Uh, it's well, tough. they only need him for like 10 minutes. 10, 15 minutes is really what. Like you're if he can play that- the minutes of Wiggins is off the floor, just to give him one guy who can be on the best guy, that's like enough for right now. right? I watched yesterday Bones Highland, who's, by the way, so unimpressive. So I don't know what Clippers are doing with that move, but in a few plays where you just go straight line to the basket, you're telling me that GP2 can't just play tight. Again, like, if you can't, can't. It but- sounds to it. I mean, it, reading between the lines, it sounds to me like GP could be out there, but they think, like, eventually he'd just go back on the injured list. So, like, get him rest now, and then maybe he can sure. give you the playoffs. Like, sure. that's just – I'm just get, speculating because Portland had him out there playing. Yeah, yeah. I watched nah. Dennis Schroeder torch the Warriors, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, you can't get GP2 out there with one leg guarding him better than Clay and Poole <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, he'll be back at some point. I really do think, though, it starts with Wiggins um, getting back to who he was, and then you get Steph when he gets back, and they can probably manage a run to get them up to the 6 7 seed. Um, and then, honestly, like, it might take some luck for them to get to the six, to be honest with you. It might take someone on one of those teams having the bad luck that Steph's had this year yeah. and having to miss 10 games. It might the take Warriors a, have had. Yeah. it might take a Kyrie Irving sprained ankle. He's going to miss three weeks type of situation that causes Dallas to lose a handful of games to get, uh, to get the Warriors to get a realistic shot at the top. I don't, I don't know. It's like, I don't like to put that stuff out there, but that's kind of, kind of what it feels like. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Should we do some voicemails? Let's do it to the goons. Hey, what's up, fellas? Just want to start by saying uh, that we appreciate all you guys do. Uh, it's been a strange season, but I'm weirdly content. I mean, of course, they oh, piss me off beyond belief sometimes, but for some reason, I don't panic. Uh, but my question is for both of you guys. Uh, if you were handed the keys to the franchise after this season, what would your roster moves be if you wanted to be a favorite for the title? Uh, curious to hear your responses. Thanks again, boys. Uh, look forward to the rest of the way. Ooh. I mean, honestly, it, to me, the question is, do you think Kuminga's taking a step next year? Because if he is, he might be that jolt of athleticism and slashing this team needs next year. But if he isn't, you're going to have to find that elsewhere. That's kind of where my head's at with it. Cause like, if you had an old, if you had who we think Kuminga is going to be in a couple of years, you could probably um, get, you know, you could, you could handle Wiggins being out a little easier, right? If you had GP2, you could handle Wiggins being out a little easier. Like some of these things I feel like are more contingent on their two timeline plan not coming along as fast as they want it to. Right. And that isn't coming along, coming along as fast as they wanted to, because they're not. And by they, I mean, Steve Kerr isn't trying to develop them. And you, again, we talked about this all season long. You can argue whether that's his fault or not, but he is objectively not doing it. He would rather play Anthony lamb last night, more minutes than Kaminga in no world. Unless you tell me Anthony Lamb is suddenly the superstar, should he be playing more minutes than Jonathan Kaminga? You're not going to win that game anyway, right? He's not out there killing it. So why is he getting developmental minutes over someone like, and I could argue, why is he getting developmental minutes over someone like Patrick Baldwin Jr., who is taller, shoots it better, and both suck on defense. So what are we doing here? And I think that's, I think... If you're Joe Lacob, that's probably why he's not happy. <laughs> um, yeah. He probably he probably feels the same way about Wiseman, which again we disagree because I think I think Wiseman sucks, but I do think Kaminga's good. So why isn't Kaminga getting the ability? Two games ago against the Wizards, Wiseman gets backdoored, right? And we talked about it in the last part. He sits the rest of the game. Why? You mean Kaminga? Sorry, Kaminga. Who did I say? I don't know what I say. Wiseman. Uh, Wiseman. No. Well, Wiseman probably got backdoored anyway. Um. He, well, tonight, hey, by the way, I will be watching the Detroit <laughs> tonight at four thirty. I kid you not. I don't know. I'm excited, man. I, I hope he does well. It's just, it's, it's the, it's the inconsistency between the two, the two sides, Steve and and, and Joe, mm-hmm. to where like, dude, if you're gonna give them these kids, like, then then play them. I guess Moses Moody, just play them, man. If not, then punt them. <laughs> Oh, no. I guess, I mean, minimal. like, honestly, if, if you want to answer the question on the broadest level, figure that out, and then we could talk players <laughs> next, you know? Because yeah. like, the players if, don't matter if you don't figure that out, right? Yeah. What is it? Next one. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Craig, a.k.a. Giamani. <laughs> the same reason uh, I'm calling the hotline today is feeling a bit oh, down. 
sword and pool, doing the same shit he always does in prime time. Warriors. Christmas came a little early for them. Uh, shut themselves out to to end the third instead of to start the fourth this time. Crazy shit. Anyways, sword and pool can't close. Can't even come back with him in the game. <laughs> wow, I mean, just I don't know where to go with that one. Well, you know, we're going to go with that one. We're going to the next one. <laughs> Here's my hot take. Um, I love both Jordan Poole and John and Kaminga. I think they're going to be great Warriors. I want them to be Warriors forever. But um, Kerr won't play Kaminga because he doesn't like some of the mistakes he makes. My hot take is Jordan Poole makes more frequent and worse mistakes on every defensive possession than Jonathan Kaminga does in his minutes. And I just can no longer watch Jordan Poole be a traffic cone out there on defense and and have Jonathan Kaminga being benched for Anthony Lamb. It's unacceptable. <laughs> um, that kind of piggybacks what we were talking about right before, which is just play Kuminga more, commit to him, give him a little more leash. It feels like uh, – it doesn't even feel like he's – he has the chance to be a potential X factor for this team. And it just, Steve is too rigid with him, man. Yeah. Yeah. My pushback to that is Jordan Poole is just a lot better than coming on offense and always has. True. Been. So it just, I think once, once that was established that they needed his offense on the court, it was going to be hard to take him off. Um, also politics plays a part in it. So Jordan Poole's want to make 30 plus million dollars next season. True. Hey boys just finished, uh, Watching this game here at the Crip. Anyways, uh, got a couple thoughts on the game. First thing is, obviously, with no Steph, we had nobody to answer to Kawhi in the third. Second of all, random thoughts. Feel like PB&J should get some more minutes. Moody got his confidence back at the end. Rough out there, but we'll get him next time. I like that call. There you go. Appreciate the call. Just kind of piggybacking your thoughts, too. Like, a little more PBJ. Most moody, a little confidence. Played played pretty well against the Wizards, right? And then he had one shot and got benched. So. I really want him to get more run. He's I, I think he's I think he's good. I also understand, like, I just don't know where he's getting minutes. Anyway, um, let's get to the next one. Honestly, I'm not too mad about that game. You know, they uh they did the best they could as far as I'm concerned. Because uh, you know, they made it interesting. They played really well, I thought, but just the Clippers were too much. And, you know, I think a healthy Clippers team. They might be too much for a lot of teams because they look good. And I think they can stay healthy if Kawhi and PG can stay healthy. Do they look Yikes. good? I might. This, might have we'll talk about the Clippers for a second. But, you know, other than that, I mean, you know, they they, they might win if Wiggs is there to check Kawhi. But other than that, you know, it's not much you can really do. So, you know, I'm glad the All-Star break is here now. I hope that uh, they can put forth this level of effort uh, in, the games, in the games ahead because uh, that's a good point. they'll probably beat some less good teams with that level of effort. Uh, I hope that uh, whatever personal issues uh, Wiggins is dealing with, I hope he's uh, he's okay and that there was a result quickly. I hope Steph comes back and to do some real damage. I hope the GP two gets to uh, gets healthy enough so that we, he can actually contribute. Good call. Appreciate the call. Um, I think you and I are on the same wavelength here. I was not impressed with the Clippers last night. Yeah, I think they're fine. They feel. To me, they feel like a high floor, low ceiling team. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. they're going to be able to defend. Uh, but I don't know how much I believe in Kawhi and PG anymore as frontline forces. I don't know. Where are you at with Kawhi? He he's obviously last a, night. Yeah, he, he looked special he, last night. He's obviously a legend, but um, just an, I don't know. I Here's how I feel about that team. I, they're stale. They're stale, mm-hmm. I, I, and I and to your point, what is the steal? What is the ceiling of a Kawhi PG team? I know the ceiling of Kawhi Leonard, but you've got PG who's fine, like he's always just kind of fine. And then outside of that, you've just got a bunch of guys that I guess Norman Powell's super fun. I guess he scores a lot, and then Zubac is who he is, and then solid. Yeah, it's Terrence Man. Sure, whatever. There's no like. Can you tell me that this team is going to be a top five defense? No, like I don't see that. 
can you tell me that this team is going to be an elite shooting scoring team maybe on certain nights um they couldn't stop the warriors last night which is kind of like they couldn't stop ty jerome last night and so i i feel like a team like the phoenix suns have surpassed them where it's the same thing they're both aau teams they're both just no chemistry just putting together random super talented guys and if you're telling me that it's a team with those two guys versus a team that you just mishmash together KD with Aiden and Book with CP3. Like, just give me the Suns. So I think the Clippers are kind of – they're kind of stale. They're kind of old news. Um, I, I probably take them over the Mavs, who are another AAU team, so i probably put them over the Mavs. But I, I don't – like, if you tell me the Warriors somehow play the Clippers in round one, like, I'm, I'm not a hard selection. <laughs> like, Steph might average 38 points a game against that team. Who's guarding them? Yeah, I mean, they just never lived up to the hype. That's where I'm at with the Clippers Classic in general. Clippers. Maybe they don't look bad. Let me let me clarify right. what I said a few minutes ago. They, right. I just I, I didn't walk. I'll put it this way: there was only one team the Warriors have played this year. Where I'm like, God, I kind of don't want to see them again. And that's the Milwaukee Bucks, where they just you know Giannis the physical imposing nature, the way they just made life hell for everyone. I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, man, those guys might have the Warriors. I want to see them. Clippers, good team. Beat the Warriors if the Warriors aren't locked in or healthy, for sure. But I feel like if the Warriors are locked in and healthy, they can take them. Next one. The 2023 Warriors are the fuckboy warriors in the sense of oh boy they always get you to believe that they're going to change he's always saying yeah i swear i've changed it's going to be different this time and you know what then he goes and he does that thing that screwed up the relationship the last time and now you're broken up again and you're saying why did i believe that he had changed you know why did I even think that? He's the same guy. That's my take. That's the Warriors this year. Well done. Well done. I mean, I can't really disagree. <laughs> well done. That was very well done. Um, and that thing that they keep messing up is turnovers and fouling and defense. So, mm-hmm. you know, every single game. It's the They're same not going to do it. Whistle. Foul on the jump on the three-point shot. I just, it amazes me how team, and you know, some of this is across the NBA. Every night you watch a couple games and you're just like, dude, is anybody out there giving a shit about defense? It just amazes me that the Warriors are, are just this piss poor. That's why when you threw up Slater's tweet saying the Warriors are 15th or 16th on defense, I don't believe it. And then and then you talk about how the rest of the NBA sucks too, and I'm like, yeah, fuck, you have a point. Yeah, they're not being compared. They're not being compared to the 2015 Warriors or the '96 Bulls. Yeah. They're being compared to other teams in the league now. Um, Boy, is it bad? Defense has been bad around the. It, it's. I thought last. Something. I thought last year that they did a better job officiating, um, but now we're back to the the grifting nonstop, and it's it's un it's unwatchable. I watched that too many game. too many. I mean, it's like. Too many advantages for the offense. You know what I mean? Like you, it's hard to play defense if you're gonna give every little thing to the offense. And everybody is so good at grifting refs. Like yeah. Ty Jerome is great at drawing that, fouls. That, I mean, that floater is money. What are we doing here, though? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what? he. It, it's like it's like you go. You if go Ty through, Jerome can bait Paul George, like maybe the maybe the rules. Need to be reassessed in terms of what is actually a foul. 100%. 100%. Shout out our guy, Ty Jerome. I do love me some Ty Jerome. Come on, man. All right, next one. Hello. Um, I'm very disappointed with how the Warriors are playing this season. Um, me personally, I know this is going to be a hot take, but I just don't think trading Wiseman uh, made any sense to me because – Unless you're telling me that Gary Payton can play the same way that he played last season, then this season is, is pretty much a bust. Um, you know, and the big question is, what do you do with Kaminga? Do you give him more minutes? What do you do with Moody? Are you going to trade Moody in the off season? You know, these are the kind of questions that you have to ask yourself. Obviously, there's going to be some major changes 
changes when the offseason approaches. But Wiggins wasn't healthy. Um, you know, um, I feel like if you would have made the right trade and made the right offseason choices, um, we probably would have been a better team. You know, um, to trade Wiseman essentially uh, for Gary Payton II made no sense to me considering how the Warriors just gave Looney practically the same contract. It just doesn't even. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the GP2 Wiseman thing. To me, I actually like the trade because it was a straight signal to the vets. Um, we want to help you win right now. So we're going to get the player who's most likely to help now, not in a year. Sadiq Bay might be better than GP2 in a year, but that's a full year away from now. We know for a fact Sadiq Bay is not going to be more helpful in the playoffs right now. Um, and he's not wrong. Uh, if they if they knew they were going to do this, they should have just kept GP2 and traded Wiseman in the offseason, right? But they didn't. They had to see him play. They yep. felt like it was important. Um, I'm not going to – I told you so. I kind of like, can't blame him for that part, just real quick. I kind of can so. I think it's I think it's fair. I think I think for me, um, I'm ultimately happy that they came to the realization and pivoted quick. My biggest fear was they're gonna do what the Kings did with Bagley, where everyone knew it wasn't working and they kept holding on to him an extra year and change. And it's like, bro, what do like if you know the relationship doesn't work, just cut, you know? And so they tried, they moved him at the first deadline. I ultimately you can't say they didn't move him too quick like they they tried to or they made a decision pretty quick i guess what i want to say and the the final pushback i have too is the season's not over man like it's Mm -hmm. not it's not a lost season it's not it's not i know history is against them repeating but it's not a lost season and any season that you have steph clay and draymond fully healthy and we think that in a month that those three guys will be fully healthy whatever sliver of chance that you go in a championship you take that and you and you try to slam that door open because you're not going to get that many chances again. Got seven. Sure, yeah, you got seven of the with GP two. You got seven of the top eight in your rotation last year. Yeah, you know, losing auto hurts, but honestly, like we, it's. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that his season went the way it did, given how he's limping around last year. Um, and no one took them beyond six games. And honestly, they really shouldn't have gone six against Boston or Memphis. So if you want to take the optimistic lens at it, it's look, man, get these guys healthy and give them a shot because there's no juggernaut in the West. No one in the West scares me. Denver does not scare. That's a good team. That's a very good team. But the Warriors can beat them. Memphis definitely doesn't scare me. There's no – for as terrifying as KD and Book are, um, that's not a team. They're going to play 15 games total together. At least these Warriors, they've played a lot of games together, even if they haven't come in the last month. Like, GP's played 100-plus games with Steph, you know? Like, that sort of stuff. Bike. Yeah, exactly. They need, they need like, two games to refine their chemistry type of thing. So, and then you're talking about, okay, if you, if you think you can run through the West, look, if you can get to the finals, you just do it. And you, you see what happens when you get there. So, it's all that matters because mm-hmm. I – 1000% assure you, assure you that if you had kept Wiseman, that three years from now, your core is Jordan Poole, James Wise, and Kaminga. I assure you that you have no chance of making the finals with that team. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you. What if you put, uh, what if you put like Luca and Zion next to him? All right. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't want to sound overly optimistic, but it is what it is. This has we been a dis- this is a disappointing first half. But for as disappointing as it is, they haven't actually fallen out of it because the rest of the West is mid. You know what I'm saying? So there's opportunity, and I, you know what? Let's see what happens. It's it's about to be a short season, 24 games, and then it's go time. And they can't, and they won't fall out of it because the rest of the West behind them isn't going to pull away. Memphis, no, not, uh, Minnesota's not pulling away. New Orleans not pulling away. The Lakers aren't gonna do like win twenty in a row. Like these teams aren't gonna pull away. I don't think there's a scenario where they drop out of the play-in unless they just freaking give up. Which I mean, when have we ever seen the Warriors give up? So we gotta end on a, a optimistic note. So I'm glad we did because we started the show too pessimistic. Sam. So I like that. So, yeah. Get All right, guys. 
We'll be back. Appreciate everyone. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.